Welcome back to Fempale Season 1, Episode 3, where we are unpacking opinions and changing destinations. Today, we are going to be talking about why do people cheat? It would be simple to leave your partner, right? Right. But we find it much easier just to be sneaky. We do what we have to do based on our feelings. Why do we hurt the person that we love so much? Why do we do what we do? Let's find out today. All right. Welcome back, guys. On episode three, we're going to be talking about why do people cheat? And, you know, this topic is always going to be sensitive for me, even it was sensitive in the beginning when it happened. And it will always be sensitive. If I had to describe it in analogy form, it's kind of like a wound where you're scarred for life, but even though it heals, you look down on your arm or your leg and you see that scar and it reminds you of that time, that incident that happened. And that's how I have thought of cheating in my mind and the trauma that I had been through. And I always speak from both, I've been the victim and also the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the few questions were I wanted to cover. The first is, why not leave instead of hurting your partner? That's the big question that a lot of people have thought about over the years. I know I've thought about it several times. Why not leave instead of hurting your partner? It would be easier to leave instead of hurting your partner, we assume. It's easier for an individual just to be sneaky. Majority of the time when you cheat, it's not because you want to leave your partner. Mm. It's not because you want to leave your partner. It's just, it's a sour part of your life at that time. And you don't know what else to do, but to just detach and put your energy into someone else, which is the wrong decision to make. Right. Um, One thing I will say is I like to use my life as an example, as a shining light to other women, because it took me a long time to realize, surely you're not the only one going through this. There are many other women that are experiencing this, both past, present, and it will happen in the future, which is, it's it's sorry to even think that way, but it's just as as the realist as I am, it's it's never going to stop. Right. Do you think that you were saying that you don't think people cheat because they want to leave their partner? But I'm wondering, do you think they cheat because they're lacking something in the rela- relationship or it's just solely they're dealing with their own stuff? For my personal opinion, and when I cheated, it wasn't because of anything my partner did. Mm-hmm. It was because I was lacking something in my relationship and that was attention Mm -hmm. and I wasn't being loved the way I felt I needed to be loved. Mm -hmm. So in that sensitive time in my life that I was in, instead of me talking about it with my partner, communicating, dealing with it respectfully, Mm -hmm. I chose to step out. And when that other person came in, gave me the attention, the time that I was missing, it filled that void. So my empty cup now was filling up. Right. Your love tank. <laughs> My love tank was filling up. By the wrong but, person, but yeah. <laughs> person filling back up and filling back up. And, you know, as, as crazy as it's going to sound, I'm happy I experienced that. Mm-hmm. And I say that because I'm not set up for the cheating life. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. It's not in my makeup. It's not in my DNA. First of all, it's work. It's like a part-time job. Is that what it taught you? It taught me that I'm not made for this. Like that little head inside of me was going, Shirley, you know, this is wrong. Why are you doing this? Right. You know, you, you had know, a you guilty conscience. Doing this. Many nights I cried. Right. I cried because I knew what I was doing was wrong. I chose to pick the wrong path. If you want to share, can I ask you how long you did that? The first conversation, because it didn't automatically, it was just friends at first. Right. That's how it always starts. And it starts with inappropriate conversations. (laughs) If I had to include from the minute I met the person Uh to the end, I would say a whole two year span, but the whole two, it was a whole two year span. And I want to say the two years, a year of that was where the inappropriateness started. Got it. Okay. Yes. Yes. And that's a good amount of time. Yeah. Because cheating doesn't, it doesn't, it's not a month. It's not two months. It's not three months. You know, I was reading a book and they said most people who cheat, sometimes it can last up to five years. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. Five years. And I don't have the information I got it from, um, but I read tremendous amount of self help books and they were saying that most cheaters, infidelity, will last up to five years. I wonder too, if that's because of the reason that individual is cheating. Because I I mean, I feel like there's so many different reasons why people cheat. Do you really feel as though it's so many different or do you really feel they don't want to take accountability at that moment in time? I feel like at, at the end of the day, it's like an umbrella, right? So there's this basic thing that you're lacking in your relationship, which is why you go and look for someone else. Or, cause you know, like I told you, I think that cheating can be intentional. I wanna get revenge or I'm angry. So I'm going to intentionally go look for someone to do this with. Or you're lacking something in your relationship. It happens with a friend that becomes more than a friend. Or you do it because you know you can get away with it. You know that partner that you're with is just gonna be mad for a little bit and you can come back. And so I feel like there's different reasons like why people do that. Like for me, I've cheated before and I don't, I mean, I know I have a reason, but I just, I felt like I did it because I could, I knew I could get away with it. So you were in a happy place and do you want to? I guess I was not, no, I was not in a happy place in my relationship with that person at the time. Um, I did love them, but I was upset with them. I was angry with them. And I was like, okay, well, (laughs) since you don't want to do X, Y, Z, I'm going to see if I can do this and how easy it is. And I did. Now, did you communicate with your significant other at that time? And they just refused to take heed to what you were saying? I would say yes. And I don't necessarily think he refused. I think he didn't know how to do what I was asking. For me, that was just like, well, I can't, like, I love you, but I don't know how much longer I can just wait around for you to figure out what I need you to do. I could totally. And you know, when you said that in episode one, that cheating can be intentional, you know, I did it. And even afterwards, when I became the victim, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there were times I was like, oh, Okay, this is the game we want to play. Well, let me step back into my old ways. Yep. Because you want revenge. Yeah. You want revenge. Mm -hmm. You want that person to feel Mm -hmm. what you felt. That's the problem. Yep. 
you want that person to feel what you felt. And I think too, that's why before I went through what I went through, Mm -hmm. I would, and I don't think I could ever understand. That's why I don't believe once a cheater, always a cheater. I don't believe that either, Shirley. And uh, we can argue about it for days. I know a few of our listeners are going to be like, the girl done lost her mind. I don't believe that. I don't believe it. You know, and this is one of those, you got to agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. I don't believe once a cheater, always a cheater. Because to me, it's saying once a failure, always a failure. Mm. And, you know, I don't believe it. I do believe people can change. You have to be patient. It's not easy. And I think because I was on that other side. Right. You've been on both sides. Traitor. Yes. I can totally relate and understand. That's the reason why, like you said, I, I do feel the first initial time someone cheats, I don't necessarily feel it's intentional. Right. Depending on the situation. Depending on the situation. Right. But it can also become intentional because when I was cheating, I chose to go back. I chose to go back. Exactly. I I was doing something wrong. Exactly. In that sense, it can be intentional as well because you legitimately know what you're doing is wrong and you're hurting your partner, but you still continue to go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. Exactly. Now, um, I was reading something who was that was basically talking about like reasons why people cheat. And like one of them was opportunity. And I thought that that was really interesting because you don't go in with the, like you're not going in with the intention, like, Hey, I'm going to cheat this weekend, (laughs) but an opportunity presents itself. And then you just find yourself in this situation, but you weren't intentionally going out there and you weren't talking with someone, you know, you're absolutely right. The opportunity does present itself. And right are at a vulnerable place in your relationship, right. that opportunity will eat you up like a vulture. Yep. That's why. And you'll fail. <laughs> you will fail. You will fail. Your strength at that moment in time will it's be challenged. Weak. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you have to avoid the circumstances that you put yourself in, especially when you know you're at a weak point in your life. Man, when my ex cheated on me, I felt like that relationship, I felt like that needed to happen for me to know what I was worth and for me to know what I was willing to accept and not accept going forward. I was with him for a few years, I think at the time, and I was just so broken by this situation, but it wasn't a, I just cheated one time situation. It was I cheated with multiple people over multiple periods of time throughout our whole relationship versus like, you know, your situation where you cheated with one person over this whole period of time. I don't think either makes it easier to swallow. No, (laughs) but it was so, so hurtful. It took me a long time to get over that. And I was reading something where it was like the length of your relationship is going to take half the time for you to get over it. And I was like, oh my God, it's going to take me a year to get over this. (laughs) And I feel like it did, maybe longer. It took me a long time. I was so hurt. It takes a long time to get over it. It, I was so hurt. hurt. Mm -hmm. It hurts. You you just put a Band-Aid on it and you have to live life. You have to go back. I remember I would go to work, I would fly. And you could tell by the look on my face, people who know me, I was sad. Mm -hmm. And you know what I said? I'm good. Mm -hmm. No, I wasn't. 
No, I wasn't. Even though I did take time off of work, yeah. but I was not good. You know, life goes I, on. I, like I still have to go to work. I still have to take care of these kids. I still have to do everything. And then there were certain people I just didn't choose to engage in this conversation with you. Right. So and then I'm good. Thank you though. I'm all right. Right. You know, just got a lot on my mind. Keep on moving. Right. So I, I felt like it was weird that we connected in a way too when we worked together, just because there's just certain people that you connect really well with and that you feel like you can be vulnerable with and share and they're not going to judge you. And I felt like that was kind of how it felt between us, which is why, you know, we connected well, even though there were some things that we didn't always agree on, you know? But that's okay. Every relationship you have with a friend, you're not going to always agree on. Absolutely. Things. You have to respect your friend to agree to disagree. I think when I found out that you had missioned in Haiti, Mm -hmm. and then once we started to share our stories, and you're absolutely right, there are some people you connect with, and there are others that you could know for years, and the (laughs) the puzzle just doesn't fit. The puzzle just doesn't fit. Yeah. And like yeah. you said, it's no love lost. Right. It's just, there's just a different chemistry. Yeah. Everyone's with- not meant to be your friend and that's fine. <laughs> exactly. That's fine. Everyone's not meant to be your friend. There are some people that just, you know, hey, how you doing? Right. Great. And that's it. Yeah. They don't need to know every bits and details of your life right. or what I guess what you choose to share or what you don't choose to share. Right. Um. So I, I guess to ask, why not leave instead of hurting your partner? And I'll answer that. In my opinion, to sum it up, because I'm speaking from experience, Mm -hmm. I didn't want to go through the emotional pain of having to separate. Like the breakup? The breakup. I felt that would have been easy, harder for me. Are you talking about on the side of you being cheated on or on the side of you cheating? Me, from my perspective, since I cheated. So the reason I chose not to say, you know what? I think we need to take a break. I think we need to see other people. Right. I don't want to have that conversation with you. If you're not Uh, listening to anything else I'm saying, I'm not having that conversation with you. So I'm going to handle it the best way I know how right now. Right. I have to, I have. I have to work. I have to handle things. I don't feel like getting into a breakup conversation with you. Right. Is it going to help anything? That was me at that moment in time. Right. Poor decision. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like if I'm not speaking for the general population, Mm -hmm. but people I think are just scared of a breakup, whatever the reason may be, it may be financial. It may be, they don't have anywhere to go. You know, like a lot of factors. If you have an apartment or a house together Mm -hmm. and you're not really truly in a very financial stable situation where you could just pick up and move. Mm -hmm. Why am I going to break up with you? Right. So I'm going to stay with you and then go do what I want to do because you're not giving me what I need. <laughs> and then I'll just deal with the problem that comes later. But I'll still exactly. live here. Right. I'll still be here until you officially put me out. Right. Right. And that that's what it is. That's that's what I feel as though. For me, it is. Yeah. I, you know, for me, it's because a cowardness, mm-hmm. you know, because I didn't want to break up. That's simply what it is. There was, there's no other reason for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I can pull so many things out of my butt and say, oh, he wasn't paying attention to me. He wasn't mm-hmm. this. It still doesn't justify what I did. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's good that you're accountable to that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's my reasoning as of not, why not leave instead of hurting your partner? Mm-hmm. Because I was a coward. I didn't want to break up. Right. So on the other end of the spectrum, when you're the receiver of it, 
how do you how do you think how do you ask that question to the to your partner (laughs) and what do you think the answer is like why did you do it why did you do this to me (laughs) why did you do this to me you know what when I asked that question the initial response that was given was it was because of you Mm. it was because of you and which means (laughs) Which means nothing to right. because you're not taking accountability. Yeah, like, okay, what does that mean? It, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything to me. You're not taking accountability for what you're doing. But over time, through we went through a short uh, period of time of a little therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, he started to realize I am the issue. Mm-hmm. I am the communication in the relationship. Mm-hmm. He's the opposite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am the one who's communicating more, Mm -hmm. like always conversating, always, we have to discuss this. We have to, Mm -hmm. and you can see the look on his face, like, this is scary. Mm -hmm. He's terrified. Mm -hmm. And I said, there's no reason to be terrified. Why are you terrified? To appropriately answer your question, when I ask him, why not leave? Years later, what he ended up telling me was that's not what he wanted to do. Right. He just wanted to have his cake and eat it too. Mm. On my side of the spectrum, it was um, because I don't want to leave, but I need to communicate better with you. So instead of communicating with me what he wanted, he communicated that to someone else to vent about me instead of communicating with me. And remember, we talked about that in season one, <laughs> people, not season, episode one, episode one, about that in episode one, yeah. people do not care about your relationship. You need to watch the snakes that mm-hmm. you're feeding information to, yeah. because there are certain men out there. I'm not sharing what's going on in my relationship because you are going to visually look at my partner differently. Certain things don't need to be shared. They don't need to, especially not with someone who has the conviction to respect you and respect your relationship and who is going to give you like sound wisdom advice. I'm not saying that you can't have very deep relationships with coworkers because that's like we said, the majority of the time most people spend is at work when they're not at home. So you're going to develop relationships with people, but it's that fine line (laughs) where it cannot get inappropriate especially when you start talking about your partner or your spouse to someone of the opposite sex. There are mm-hmm. select few people that you can share what's going on in your life because your partner will be, be viewed differently. You know, he might've been upset with me and said certain things, didn't realize what he was saying was harming our relationship. Mm-hmm. And it opened up a floodgates because that person saw an opportunity window, as you just said, okay, this exactly. is not to slither on in because mm-hmm. things are rocky at home. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be a shining light. Mm-hmm. And right. Yeah. Versus like my response is like, you know, you, you have your core people who, you know, you can talk to about certain things in your relationship. And then every now and then you'll meet someone like in our job at work um, who you have a connection with and you just want to like spill your guts because you want someone who's not partial to you, who's not partial to them, who can give you like some feedback, some advice. Cause it's yeah. just, you want someone that's whose opinion's not going to be biased. Exactly. All the time. exactly. You know, 
And that can either come from family or friends. Yeah. Because it's important to always have a non-biased decision when talking about these things. Um, and this is important even from as a mother's standpoint. If my children were to ever come to me for any type of conversation, I have to remind myself I need to separate myself at that moment from the mom because my kids just want to talk to me. Mm -hmm. I can't, you know, I may want to say, okay, you need to immediately leave. Mm -hmm. No, that's not the advice I need to give them. I need to both tell them the negative and the positive. Right. And let them work it through. Yep. Yep. And, And, And trust that you've taught them the right way. I have to believe that, you mm-hmm. know, those years that I was raising them, it was for something and they're going to make good judgments. They're going to mis- have mistakes and fall, but, you know, and even me myself, as I, I'm example to my daughter, mm-hmm. I, as she gets older, I'm starting to have little, little conversations with her so she can understand that, you know, what I did, every woman doesn't do. Mm-hmm. It's hard for most people to stay in the relationship. And I think my relationship is even harder because a child was created. Right. So every decision that I make is always based on those three people. Right. Right. So, you know, she may, uh, when she becomes older and she sees life differently and she's in a relationship, she may totally disagree with the decision I made and that's okay. And I have to respect that. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. even as my daughter, she may say, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not having that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't be mad at her. That's her choice. She doesn't have to do what I did. And what I did is not right or golden. Just like there's no manual for being a parent. There's no manual when people cheat. We just are guided through what society tells us. You don't know how many people beat my back in to say, oh, you still staying with him? And it was always, he did this. And I had to remind people, I've been a perpetrator too. Mm-hmm. I just didn't do it as loudly as he did. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. So let's refrain from beating one party up here. You know what I can't stand? I saw someone write this on Facebook and, oh, she got, she gets on my nerves, but <laughs> she was like, oh, I would never stay if my husband cheated. And I was just like, hmm, you don't know what you're going to do until it happens to you. I hope it doesn't. I hope you never have to experience that. But people are so quick to say what they're never going to do. And I wouldn't stand for this. And I'm not going to stand for this until it happens to you. And then you have to look through this new lens. And you're like, hmm. Huh. I mean, if we really take the time to think, and this is not, this is a question for everyone, the ch- everyone who's listening. If we wanted to nitpick every single person out there based off of their past, Mm-hmm. I don't think we would really truly have that many relationships because I think everyone has a little deep, dark secret to, regardless if they decide to share or not. And I had to ask myself, okay, since I've been the perpetrator and now I've been put in this situation, do I leave him to go be with someone else to start something new? Even though that person that I decide to be with is not perfect. They're going to have some shady nonsense in their past. What justifies that the new person is better than the old person? Nothing. That's how I rationalized it in my head. Everybody rationalizes it differently. Mm-hmm. You have to do what's best for you, but that's how, how I broke it up mm-hmm. to justify 
should I stay or should I not stay? Mm -hmm. Number one, I think because I've seen both sides, Mm -hmm. his cheating was not intentional. Mm -hmm. It was an escape for him Mm -hmm. because he didn't want to deal with the responsibilities of what he had in his present relationship. Mm -hmm. So it was an avenue for him to get a breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. Because one thing I remember he saying is, I didn't argue with her Mm. at that time. I just feel like though too, you know, we were talking about why do people cheat? I do feel like there's a difference between what happened with you and what happened with your partner that you guys are not like serial cheaters, right? I feel like there is a type of person that consistently cheats, consistently seeks out attention, consistently apologizes, and then consistently does the same thing over and over again. I can agree with that. There is a type of person that just doesn't care, that is just going to always need more, no matter how much you're giving them at home, no matter how much you're contributing to the relationship. They always want to have this thing on the side or this emotional connection with someone, even if it's not sexual. It's like, there, I feel like there are people who have a problem and it's not just sex. Like this, like cheating can be emotional too. Like if you're having relationships with women over years and years and years and talking to them and having these intimate conversations with them, that's not it. And you know, anything can become unhealthy. There are serial cheaters out there and they're always going to be in a relationship because they're going to smooth their way on in to you. And then once they are where they want to be, that's why it's important, as we said in season one, set the tone for what you want Mm -hmm. up front. And once you start to see certain things that you don't like, stop questioning yourself. And listen to your gut. I feel like if I, oh Lord. And, And I mean, obviously this is like from a faith standpoint too, like listening to the Holy Spirit and having discernment. Like if I would have done that early on, I would have saved myself a lot of heartache. But I kept trying to give this person the benefit of the doubt, even though I had a gut feeling that something wasn't right, or even though I had these red flags. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're in previous relationships with hurt, you move on to the next one and you're like, I want to believe the best about this person. I don't want to always think that they're doing something wrong. Exactly. And you see little signs or you see little things and it's just like, oh man, I think it's happening. But you don't want to like accept it because you're still, you're so stuck on like, you want to be positive. You want to think the best, but you like God gave women intuition for a reason. Even though I legitimately knew something was not right, something was not wrong. Something was wrong. I was constantly second guessing and questioning myself. And instead of me listening to what was being said to me, because I feel like it's a whole being speaking to you. Mm-hmm. And I, I do feel like you're ignoring God yeah. because he's giving you, he's, he's trying to give you a warning, like trying listen to, to me. Warning. Something ain't right. <laughs> right. I'm telling you something's not right. right. And you're like, no Lord, let me stay positive. Yeah. Like you don't no. know God. This has nothing to do with positivity. Something's not right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and this is, That's what I was telling you, where it's like when you forgive somebody, you're not accepting 
their foolishness. Right. Yeah. Just because you feel as though something is wrong, it doesn't mean you're being a negative person. Yeah. Because that's automatically, oh, stop being so negative. Yeah. Don't think like that. If you think it, it's going to happen. So here's the other thing, Shirley. Another situation with cheating. (laughs) Not for me. I was cheated on. Was that things seem too perfect. Like this person can't be this good. And that for me was a red, the red flag. That was the actual red flag. Like this, um, like they don't seem to have many flaws. You felt as though your partner was too perfect for you? Yeah. I felt like he, I felt like he didn't have noticeable flaws like I did, you know, like you love someone and you accept them, you know, flaws and all like Beyonce says, but I felt like he didn't have a lot of flaws, legit. So for me, it was like, well, what's wrong with him? There's got to be something wrong with him. Is that one of the, do you think that's also one of the reasons why that made you lose focus? It caused me to, I mean, it it ended up that this person was cheating on me. <laughs> got you, got you. Um, but I think that they were so good at it I never would have suspected it because I thought that the person was so good. Like, I didn't believe that it was in their being, in their character to even do something like that. Do you feel as though people are just good at it? Or do you also, which is crazy, do you categorize cheating same thing you categorize organization? I'll tell you how my mind is thinking. Okay. So you know how people... When you walk in people's homes, you can kind of get an idea of if this person is organized or not and how they live. Mm -hmm. Do you think based on how they are in their living environment is how they cheat? Like, for example, I'm a little bit not OCD to the point of unhealthy, but I'm very structured. My cheating was even like that. It was very structured, as crazy as it may sound. Absolutely. Contact me unless I contact you. Why are you like? I maintained control at all times. My partner, his cheating imitated his way of living mm-hmm. all over the place. Right. No. no. <laughs> I I definitely think that the cheating style. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to categorize your cheating style. Are you sloppy? Are you a neat cheater? <laughs> Was very clean, very clean cut, very... Um, hidden. I would not have known unless, you know, what happened, unless Mm -hmm. I looked through the phone or I saw the person, like I would not have known. I would not have known, even though I knew that something was off because I'm like, this person cannot be this perfect. And I had other like red flags, but that was like the main one because I'm just like, "Mm -mm, this is not realistic. Um, But yeah. Mm -hmm. This one was a good one. We talked about what style of cheating. That's some people are sloppy cheaters. Some people are neat cheaters. And I mean, let's just talk about our lifestyle as flight attendants. Our job makes it very easy. Infidelity to occur in different states. And to the point where you don't even have to put in effort. That's on our side as the flight attendant and our partner side. Like you don't have to put in effort because you know I'm going to be gone for four days. So you can go do what you want to do when I'm not here and tell me X, Y, Z. Exactly. The opportunity is there. Everyone can do it. Everyone can do it. 
but mm-hmm. you shouldn't even, do it. You shouldn't do it. <laughs> Don't do so, it. The next question is, is, do you feel people cheat for sexual gratification only? Depends on the individual. I think some people have definitely some kind of sexual um, nymphomaniacs. Yeah, like issues or addictions or um, what's the word? Fetishes that they can't mm-hmm. do with their spouse or their partner. And so they know that they can go do it with someone else. And that's just like the people who cheat, who just see prostitutes or, you know, escorts. There's that whole slew of them too. So there, that I feel like is mostly just sexual. It's interesting you say that. I was watching a movie. You know, I am the queen of watching Investigation Discovery. Me too, girl. It's my favorite channel. <laughs> my favorite. I'm constantly watching it. And I was watching, this one actually was a movie that was made by a serial killer. And he made a comment. He said, one of the reasons why I chose to be with these prostitutes is because I wanted them to perform fellatio that I didn't want my wife to do. Oh my God, I just saw that. <laughs> Did you? What yes. was his name? Henry something or Bruce? Or I, don't remember, I don't remember, but I just watched it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, I never heard that before. That's interesting. And you know who's in there? You know who's in there. It's that main. He's N- oh Nicholas Cage is in the movie. Yes, that's yeah. The movie. Girl, aren't, we're so insane. Yeah. So I just watched I just, it. What? Like, oh, so it's is it it's dirty for your wife to do. So you're going to go have all the prostitutes do it. And when I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, mine. Like, okay, you have respect for your wife, but yet you don't have respect for her by going out and stepping out on her behind her back. And then, okay. I mean, he was crazy anyway because he's a serial killer. But, True. but I and never I feel- heard that before. Never. I've never heard any serial killer say that. And I mean, I mean maybe- I've never heard a, a person say that the reason that they stepped out on their partner was because they didn't want their partner to do something. I've never heard that. That was very shocking to me when I was watching that movie. Like, that's really interesting. So it's too dirty for your wife or your partner. It's interesting for all our listeners out there, any of the men that want to comment, tell us, is cheating for you or you do, do you want that person to do certain things that your wife, your significant other, your girlfriend, whatever uh, title you want to give her, you want to do with that person other than your wife or partner, right? Your wife or partner. Interesting. That's a good question. It shocked me when he said that. Me too. Because I'm just thinking you just want more sex. That's what I'm thinking too. Like she's not giving it enough or, you know, she's not giving it to you when you want. Mm -hmm. So you're going to go out and get it. Or you want something different. I don't know. You want long hair. Exactly. (laughs) But for him to say that, I was, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, me either. And I was, that's so funny. We both watched that and I was like, what the heck? That's interesting. I was just watching that the other Mm -hmm. day and that was, it was very interesting. But um, for me, think it's for sexual gratification only because remember that's not how it starts off exactly it It always starts off emotional connection yes so I don't feel I do feel what happens is is it starts off as a simple harmless conversation a high and by hey how you doing small talk here and there and then it starts to escalate it starts to escalate and that's when as we said in episode one you have to learn when to cut ties when you start to see you're reaching into danger zone and that's why you have to have up the barriers like we also talked about (laughs) yes because if you have up these barriers you won't even get tripped up into the next phase because you've already like nah chill out right Mm -hmm. 
and the red alerts will be right in front of your face. Exactly. So I don't think it's always for sexual gratification. It's Agreed. I, I, it gets to that point, but that's not the reason. Agreed. And then the last question we have is, is it true? Once a cheater, always a cheater, which we already asked Mm-mm. for me. I don't think so. I don't think so either. People can recover. It's kind of like drugs and alcohol and any addiction that you have. And I don't want to classify cheating as an addiction, but any wrong thing that you're doing, you can always recover for it. Mm-hmm. Now, the partner that you wit are with at that time when it happens that you hurt may not want to deal with you and you cannot fault them for that. If they need as though they need to separate from you, give them all the time they need in the world. But I do believe that people can recover from any wrongdoing that they do in life. And I'm going to phrase it that way because mm-hmm. even though we're talking about cheating, any wrong thing that you're doing in life, there is opportunity yeah, when there's re- when there's life. genuine repentance for it, mm-hmm. when there's genuine repentance for it, and you have asked for forgiveness, there's no reason why you have to be held on, you know, uh, or, or tied into that box that you're gonna always do this or you're gonna make the same mistake again. I don't, I, t- I totally don't think that that's. I agree. Yeah, I, I don't think that's. You're, you shouldn't have to be put in that box forever, but people will mm-hmm. see you as that. Mm-hmm. Oh. They cheated. They did this. They did that. Yes, I did. But mm-hmm. that's not only me. There's yeah. a whole other part of me that you're missing here. So let's not focus on that. Just one little issue. And I, I definitely regret um, when I cheated on an ex. I, I regret that to this day. I don't feel like he deserved that. <clears throat> Do you feel as though anybody really truly deserves? Yes. That? Goes. No, what? I'm kidding. (laughs) She said yes. No, I don't think, I don't think most people deserve it. Um, But then it goes back to the revenge cheating. Like that's a little different thing. Um, But in that situation, I I don't think he could give me what I needed, even though I tried to vocalize that to him Um, just because of where we were in our lives at that time. Uh, and eventually we came to a place of forgiveness with both of us and we were friends for a while. Uh, but I regret it because I, I just feel like it hurt him so much. He didn't, he didn't deserve that. I genuinely don't feel anyone deserves to be cheated on. And I do feel sorry for the other parties who are in the middle of it. The person I cheated on with was single at the time. Mm-hmm. They weren't in any relationship. And even though I was cheating, I always maintained control. I set the tone, mm-hmm. which is crazy, but that's what I did. I set the tone. You're not just going to call me whenever you want to call me. Th- th- there's rules to this. I'm in a relationship. And I and I knew there was it wasn't hidden. Mm-hmm. I felt sorry also for him because I was taking advantage of him. Mm-hmm. You know? And when I cut it off, because I had to, I prayed and I told you I cried. This wasn't good for me. Mm -hmm, It wasn't, mm -hmm. this totally threw me off. Mm -hmm. But when I chose to cut it off, it wasn't easy Mm. because that other person repeatedly called. Right. Because they have a a soul tie with you. (laughs) I had to maintain control and let them know not happening. Right. This is it. That's done. Like, there's nothing that's going to happen between us. I think I foreseen the future and I just knew like it was not meant to be. Mm-hmm. Cause it was wrong. 
<laughs> it was not meant to What's be. What's done in the dark will always come to light. And I, I feel like too, uh, the way that I try to live my life, I'm not perfect. I'm always going to make mistakes. Like I'm not without sin like anyone, but I try to live in a way that honors God. And I try to be accountable and accept responsibility for my decisions. And I think when I'm doing something wrong, I have such this strong conviction and this guilt (laughs) that won't let me rest, that won't let me sleep, that won't let me walk in happiness. It's like, you can't be like a child of God and just be doing all this stuff that you know for a fact is wrong and not have any conviction about it. And that's, I feel like what was happening to you. You were feeling so convicted, like, I can't do this anymore. I know it's wrong. Like, Lord, help me. <laughs> what do mm-hmm. I do? I will never understand how people are serial cheaters and how they do it over and over and over again. That part, right. Not feel that heaviness. Right. And not feel that hurt that you're doing to that person. It becomes so comfortable that it's like second nature. Right. Mm-hmm. That you're in bed and you're texting someone else. Like, to me, I think that's the lowest it could get. And that's where you found yourself. That's where I found my, because it was just so, it was wrong for me. Yeah. I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. Right. I couldn't do it. So, you know, but like I said, it's a positive and a negative and it gave me a sense of understanding for my significant other. And I really do believe through prayer and faith and just me going through what I went through, it helped me better understand from another perspective Mm -hmm. because I can say, okay, I get it. Mm -hmm. I understand how this happens. Who the heck am I to throw stones at someone Mm -hmm. else? Mm -hmm. So that strengthened, as crazy as it may sound, it did strengthen me to remain focused and guided. Now, granted, you know, when my partner cheated, we're, we're talking about the whole next level because a child was created, right. but you know, that has to be broken into two parts. Right. And, and what you can handle is, is what you can handle. That's for surely, you know, what Kira can handle <laughs> is for Kira and everyone who gets on here and says, I would never stay if this, that, and the third. You don't know what you're going to do until you are in that situation. And I hope it never happens to you. Man, you don't know what you're going to do. It's so easy to say that. (laughs) Kira, I was that girl to say, you have a child with somebody else. I'm out. I was that girl. And me being on this podcast now talking about this, Kira, do you know how much healing, how much therapy, how much prayer I had to go through? Mm, I bet. What? Because you know, in the beginning, I was so focused on society and what people would think. Right. I had to shake myself up. Shirley, get a hold of yourself. Mm-hmm. Remember, you are not the only one going through this. And there pe- are millions of other women experiencing what you're experiencing. People don't so, live with you. People don't live with me. And you can be a beacon of light for somebody else to let them know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Regardless if you choose to stay, if you choose to leave, because please understand, I'm not uh, advocating that, oh, you must stay with your partner and work it out. My advocation is you need to do what is best for you. And only you know what that is. For you as the individual, not for what everyone's going to think about you. But what I do know is whatever some other party's decision is, you must respect it. That's what I do know. To go over everything we went over is why not leave instead of hurting your partner? You know, 
please take the time to really think about that decision before you decide to cheat on your significant other. Really stop and ask yourself why and is this worth it? Why do you want to hurt the person that you profess you love? Mm -hmm. Would it not be easier just to walk away and take a temporary break so that way you could do what you have to do, your partner can do what they have to do, and healing can happen separately? And the next thing is, is do people cheat only for sexual gratification? As Kira and I said, we don't think that is the case because remember, cheating doesn't start off as sexual. It starts off as emotional. It starts off as a conversation. And the last is, is it true? Once a cheater, always a cheater. Kira and I do not believe that. Of course, there may be others that have different beliefs. And remember, we're always, you know, you just have to agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. You're not always going to agree with everything that we have to say, but we're just trying to be a beacon of light to other women out there and let them know, again, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And just because whatever crisis that you experience in relationship, it doesn't have to completely stop your life and stop living. Right. Because life is beautiful. So don't let anything that you experience in your relationship tear you down. So no, once a cheater, not always a cheater. You can recover after it. It is possible. Mm-hmm. All right. So from Kira and I, we want to thank you guys for listening today. And until the next episode, remember to always voice yourself, love yourself, and be yourself. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.